if I wouldn't do it to my sister, it's not appropriate to do to you. That's a good rule for everyone except people in Alabama. You're listening to Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong. Welcome to episode 182 of the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. I'm Dave Roberts. Back with me is my podcast partner in crime, dog mom, journalist, Fox 5 contributor, Jessica Salaji. Hi. <laughs> I figured that intro gave left you a little more than a high. Hey. <laughs> so you got bailed out. I did. So, 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 you know, we don't know what the charges are yet, but she's out on bond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disorderly conduct. Disorderly conduct. Being a libertarian in a Democrat zone. Ugh. So how was your, uh, how was your week? How was your, your vacation? My vacation was wonderful. The weather was wonderful in Santa Rosa Beach. Um, I love the beach. I love warm weather. I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> I just like. Is is that why we're friends? Yes. Like that like is we, why we have a an, an equal disdain for the general public. I don't know how you cannot in these times in these days. You look uh, around and you're like, what are you doing? I, I can't even drive around while thinking, what the hell are you doing? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I honk a lot less now that I live in South Georgia. I mean, you I honk a lot, a lot less. Okay. Yes. I feel <laughs> like when I lived in Atlanta, I mean, I think on my, my Explorer in grad school when I was living in Buckhead, going to school in almost Athens and working in downtown Marietta, and I had to commute those all in prime time traffic rush hours. I think my Explorer horn like almost died on the car. Oh no! I I I I swear every day that I'm going to put a 50 cal on the top of my truck <laughs> and start lighting people up. Like, what I are think, you doing, doing 45 miles an hour in the left lane in a 75? What is wrong with you? Oh, and I'm, like, less aggressive down here because, one, um, there's not as many cars and, and there's not a ton of traffic. But, two, like, if somebody recognized me behaving like that, there's a couple people who would be sure to make that, like, some viral gif. So. Well, I put I put my middle finger away when I started driving around in a lettered vehicle. Like mm-hmm. people know who I am, so I had to put my middle finger away. Yeah. But did you but, used to give people the finger a lot? Ah, uh, it's been known to pop up once or twice. <laughs> That's funny. That's I'm not, not a, what I do. Yeah, I'm not a nice person. No. Like all I expect from everybody else is just. Do what you're supposed to do. It, just accelerate. Not just that. Obey the traffic laws. 
I don't need you to wave me through a four-way stop. Just obey the law. If it's flashing red on one side and your side is flashing yellow because the lights are out, that's not a four-way stop. Yeah. Well. But I did have a good interaction this week. With? Uh, This kid, um, I've known him since he was probably four or five years old. I've I've been taking care of their air conditioning. Uh, They're an interesting couple. He's a a pulmonary surgeon. He's like six, seven. She's a psychologist. She's like five, four. Um, So when I was talking, you know, I talked to him. I was like, well, I don't want to bother your parents. Either your dad's in somebody's chest, your mom's in somebody's head. Uh, But... This kid, who comes from very good background, got bored during COVID and started his own detailing business. Nice. And and this it, just really, really impressive young man that you know this kid was drenched in sweat. I mean, it's it's August, it's Georgia, and he is out there polishing cars and stuff and just drenched in sweat and enjoys the work and obviously enjoys the reward from, from getting the work. He purchased his own, uh, his own equipment, his, his own vacuum and whatever else, steam cleaner and all that stuff from, from money that he made just washing cars. And we went into the detail and I, and I told us, you know, when I talked to his mother, you know, I just said how impressed I am with him that this kid has an entrepreneurial spirit to, to go out and do that. And we don't see that uh, from many from many kids anymore. Uh, he's obviously intelligent. He, he comes from, from, from good parents and all that stuff. Uh, the problem that, that his parents are going to have is if he's an entrepreneur, he's going to be a right winger. And his parents are not. Really? Well, when you when you have to start paying taxes on 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 that money that's coming in, you start to think, wait a minute, taxation is theft. Mm-hmm. And they get all kinds of like presents for being in the medical field. I, and this is where friendship really transcends politics. Is we don't talk about politics. He's a big Michigan fan, and my wife is 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 from Michigan, and she's a big Michigan fan. And we talk about that. We talk about everything else, but you know, it's it's not even it's not even a thing. He he, I'm sure he knows where I am, uh, being a being a redneck from Paulding County. I know where he is, being somebody that lives in Candler Park, uh, but it's it's not even a thing. We we just. You know, when we talk, we, 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 it's not politics. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, 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 it's great. It, it, it's, it's more people need to be able to interact without politics being a thing. Right. But speaking of politics, we do have the Cuomo resignation. Were you surprised? Yes. I was. Me I thought. Too. I thought he was going to ride it out. I thought he was going to ride it out through the uh, through the impeachment. I have a quote I'd like to read. Are you waiting for for permission? 
No, I was just waiting for you to make sure you weren't going to, you weren't in the middle of something about the impeachment. So it's, um, it's from October 6th, 2018. And it says, today is a sad day for this country and Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation will haunt us for as long as he is on the court. In New York, we will not waver and we will not back down. To Dr. Blasey Ford and all survivors of sexual assault, we believe you and we will fight for you. Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. October 6, 2018. Okay, I, I'm the first guy to give people a little leeway. No. Okay. <laughs> this was not, she mistook what I said. You start talking about reaching your hand up a chick's shirt. Not, well, you know, Governor Nipple Rings. Um, not only would that get me in trouble for doing that, because that's assault. It'd get me divorced. Like, I know, I know Cuomo is not, is not married, but... God Almighty, man. This isn't just like hugging. Well, and maybe like don't step out and say things about the topic if your dupe isn't swept. Right. Yeah. Uh, glass houses and stones. Yeah, that thing is in pieces right now. <laughs> A man and his explanation was like cringeworthy when he's like, Oh, I'm Italian. We, we kiss. We hug. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you just, you just Shut like, up. Yeah. You, you impugned every Italian American. <laughs> like what does it matter with you? Yeah, like he, he just kept talking and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then you have his dip brother over at CNN doing softball interviews with him. He like is I, why you put out a two-sentence statement in writing. Yeah. Let the lawyers write it. I did not do anything that I felt was inappropriate. I am sorry if anybody took it the wrong way. Period. Done. But, but the details of, of what these women are, accuse, are accusing him of, I'm like, my God. Like, I, I, have, a, I have a rule with, with y'all, with women. If I wouldn't do it to my sister, it's not appropriate to do to you. That's a good rule for everyone except people in Alabama. <laughs> nice well done Jess well Thank done but yeah if you wouldn't do it to your sister it's inappropriate you know it, 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 and I'm a hugger we call it a Paulding County handshake around here it's you know you, hugs and, and all that stuff but aren't this, you a Florida fan do what you're a Florida fan right I am not like the same thing as being from Alabama. Pretty close, pretty close. Except we have jean shorts. Jeez. Mm, Ed. 
<laughs> no, I, I actually did date a girl with the last name Roberts, and I didn't know until you know we'd we'd been known known, known each other for a while, and uh, we chased our family trees back. Like, oh, okay, we're far enough apart. Okay. <laughs> like legit far enough apart, or just like. Oh, no, legit far enough apart. Like, we went all the way to great-grandparents and none of them were the same. We're like, okay. Yeah. Hey, Roberts is not exactly a, a, a rare name. Yeah. But but back on, on Cuomo, it's... I don't know how this guy justifies it. I mean, you know, I know Biden does his hair sniffing and all that stuff. But he's not reaching his hand up anybody's shirt. Like yeah, we know... I, I'd be a little offended if someone reached up my shirt. Besides, mm-hmm. you know, besides Matt may do it. Matt Lowe <laughs> may may do that on occasion. Oh, but Lord. but I that would make me uncomfortable. So like I said, if it's something not something you do to your sister, probably not a great idea to do to somebody who, I don't know, works for you, jackass. So, a South Georgia elected official has been indicted on felony and misdemeanor charges after police said he interfered with the investigation of a fatal accident in June. What is it with our elected officials and accidents? I don't know. You have to to ask Trey. Yeah, he's not the only one. But, um, so this is, this is in Crisp County. Um, and uh, last week, a grand jury indicted him, um, commissioner, city commissioner, Royce Reeves Sr. And apparently um, there was an accident and he made three attempts to cross the police lines to reach the, the actual accident scene. Like it was a motorcycle in a car and um, the, motor- the guy in the motorcycle died. Um, and I guess... I guess the car was trying to change lanes and didn't see the motorcyclist allegedly and um, hit him. And anyway, when a state trooper tried to stop him, Reeves pushed him. Um, and then also a Cordial police officer said he didn't obey instructions. So um, and I guess he was throwing the whole like, you don't know who I am. I'm a city commissioner. You have to listen to me. Um, and he was I guess I guess he was arrested back then in June because um of pushing the trooper and and I and the obstruction but he was indicted on felony obstruction felony violation of oath of office misdemeanor obstruction and misdemeanor criminal trespass and misdemeanor disorderly conduct so two felonies three misdemeanors pretty hefty okay if you have to say you don't know who I am no one knows who you are yeah no one gives a damn. And first of all, okay, just everything aside, most people don't know who their city councilman is. Most yeah. people couldn't pick out their state rep in a lineup. Did uh, you click on the link that I put in our outline to his I, bio? I did. Okay, so I totally, I mean, this is terrible to say. I totally thought it was going to be some like old white guy. I see you clicking on it right now, Dave. Yeah, I, I am clicking on it. But yes, I looked at it earlier. <laughs> we were actually supposed to record 12 hours ago. 
Yeah, but I can see you clicking on it as we're talking. You can see it, huh? Yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> I I thought it was like this old white guy. I just had this in this vision, you know, probably had boots like just like Trey Kelly, and I put my boots on. Yeah, but it's this black guy in a in a with a bow tie. And he's he's young and he's a father of four or five and he's a spry little fella. He's only been elected for. <laughs> he's 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 got Matt Lowe's uh, uh, fertility. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I it's hard to feel like like it kind of looks like when you look at the charges, it kind of looks like they're piling on. But it's hard to feel bad for somebody when. Um, they do it in their elected capacity. I just, I don't really. You know, it's really hard to feel bad for him when his opening line was, don't you know who I am? And of course, right. the state troopers like, I don't give a damn who you are. I work for the, sta- the state of Georgia. Well, and then, uh, true to form, the city attorney, um, his name is Tommy Coleman, and I believe we've talked about him before because I think he's the city attorney or county attorney for some other. Um, I don't know if we've talked about Cordial or, but it doesn't matter. But true to true to city county or count, excuse me, city attorney form. He wanted to be heard in the newspaper. He's quoted in the Associate, Associated Press saying, "Well, you know." He didn't have the authority to interfere with law enforcement and they don't have to listen to him as if like anyone was questioning whether or not this guy had the authority to do it. Um, Mr. Tommy Coleman wanted to step in and be heard too, but. He's a city councilman, which means he is one fifth of the vote in a city. Maybe, maybe one seventh. What a jackass. But this isn't his first rodeo. No. In in 2018, he was in headlines and and almost in cuffs because um, he parked a limousine illegally, and he had borrowed that limousine to drive Stacey Abrams supporters to the polls. <laughs> Dude's a jackass. And and it was a trooper then too. Like it was a trooper that was going to take it to him, and he did the whole. You don't know who I am. I'm trying to get people to the polls. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure he sounds just like that, too. <laughs> he sounds just like a chick living in South Georgia, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. In Cordial. No, dude's a jackass. He obviously thinks himself way more important than he is. And look, I... I I know my county commissioners. I, I, I actually have a friend who's a, a, a county commissioner in Jefferson. Uh, but none of them have that I've seen have ever acted like that. Like I was talking to a to a, a state rep, and I addressed him by his his proper title, and he's like, "No, don't you know? Just you know, just use my name." Most of these guys are are fairly humble. This guy obviously thinks he's made it by becoming a city councilman. Well, I have a question because we've talked about the charge of violation of oath before. Um, 
and it's it's kind of like well it's supposed to be a sentence enhancer but it's a standalone charge but do you think that in saying I'm a city commissioner you have to listen to me and all that do you think that that was a a violation a violation of his oath of office I don't think so I don't know either I don't think so I mean I, I was making fun of Matt today uh I, I briefly stopped in at a, at a friend's place and had a glass of wine and uh, someone introduced herself and goes, you know, what's, what's your name? I said, you don't know who that is? That's Matt Lowe. That's the Matt Lowe. But no, I, I don't, I don't think that he, he didn't, he attempted to use his position to, to gain favor, but he didn't violate his oath, oath of office. Oath, oath of office oath of office because he didn't attempt to use his position officially to change what was going on in the investigation. So no, I, I think that that charge is, uh, well, and it is, actually is wasn't merit. It wasn't for like a financial or vested interest either, you know, like, so he wanted to get on the scene, but that's, you can't, you can't get far enough. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see that charge. Uh, Obviously, uh, they overcharge in order to get a plea agreement. It's just what prosecutors do. Uh, I don't think that charge has merit because because there's nothing that I read in this story that says he actually used his official position to get an upper hand with anybody. Right. So I, I I don't see it. But we have two coaches. Horrible transition, Dave have been charged with murder in the death of a 16-year-old Georgia student and basketball player. This is only the second time in history this has happened, that a coach has been charged like this. Murder is a big one. It is. It's not manslaughter. It's not depraved indifference or anything else. Murder is a big one. So we have an indictment accuses coach uh, LaRosa Maria Walker, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her last name, last name. A Seekery. A Seekery. And Dwight Broom of uh, Palmer of causing excessive physical pain by conducting outdoor condition, uh, conditioning uh, training for student athletes in dangerous heat. It says temperatures reached 97 degrees with a uh, heat index of 103. Yes, they were died with second-degree murder, cruelty to children, involuntary manslaughter, and reckless conduct. Man. This was two years ago. So I had somebody call me that has a, a rental house she is turning over. And she said the contractors were refusing to work because it was too hot inside. And I said, Really? Mm -hmm. My guys just came out of a 150-degree attic. They'll be fine. I, I did two-a-days when I was in football. I actually did have two people in my uh, brigade when I was in basic training die. From heat? Um, they, they both had heart problems. But yeah, it was related to heat. It was, uh, that particular summer was very hot in Missouri. I remember, remember my boots uh, sticking to the, uh, the the asphalt because the asphalt was so hot. 
Um, drink water and take care of yourself. That's up. To, that's up to the kids. That's up to the parents. Well, I was going to say, is it not up to the parents to choose to send their child to? I mean, I like how many how many people are on a, ba- a basketball team? Like fifteen. Yeah, if you're monitoring what you're taking into your body, and as an athlete, you do that. You monitor what you're taking in. Uh, and if you're going to be conditioning in 97 degree heat, you take in more water than you do Coke. So the fact that this particular kid was was not monitoring what what was coming in is not, I don't think it's, it's the coach's fault. And even if you do say it is related to it, it's not a murder charge. Murder well, is strong. The second degree murder in Georgia, like the actual definition is um, in the commission of cruelty to children in the second degree, he or she causes the death of another human being irrespective of malice. And it has a sentence of 10 to 30 years. Look, when I was a kid, if you didn't show up for football practice already hydrated, you were in trouble. You know, water w- was for, you know, lack of better, wussies. You shouldn't have, you know, we were told you shouldn't have to drink water during practice. You should already be hydrated. That's a little strong. Well, it. it it is, but it was a long time ago. But that that's absolutely the fact is you were supposed to be hydrated before you got to practice. Hell, Gatorade was invented at the University of Florida because coaches were trying to figure out why their players weren't going to the bathroom. It's because they were dehydrated. And that goes back to the 70s. Uh It's not fair to hang the coaches with a murder charge and say they were cruel to children because they were doing the same conditioning that has been done for, I don't know, decades. I agree. And I and also I think, I mean, if if like the whole team died, I might think that maybe they pushed it, but. First of all, 97 isn't even really, I mean. Well, here's the thing. When you're, when you're coaching and you're practicing and you're conditioning, you're conditioning for that moment in the game that you are reaching down and getting that extra effort. So if you're training for a two-mile run, you run four miles. Because you always push yourself more in training than you do for 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 you know for the game, so the idea that these coaches were doing that was not to be cruel to these kids that I know of that I've that I've read on the story. It was when it's the the fourth quarter and there's two minutes left on the clock and everybody's gassed. You have a little something extra to come to, to bring to the table because you trained for that. 
So I, the the intent is what I have a real problem with here. I don't I, I don't see the intent. Well, for second degree murder, there doesn't have to be intent. But if you look at the if you look at that definition and work your way backwards and look at the second degree cruelty to children, it talks about when there's criminal negligence that causes a child under the age of 18 cruel or excessive physical or mental pain. I mean, by that definition, I'm not, I'm not sure it meets that definition either because I mean, are you in pain if you're dead? Well, I'll tell you as a, as a former football player, two a days suck. They hurt. So I, 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 I don't know where, where they're, they're going with this. I think this is just like the last story. This is a case of overcharging. I think it also highlights one of the problems with a reckless conduct charge because isn't reckless conduct what Cr- Trey Kelly is charged with? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in all seriousness, like how, how does that apply? Like it's just, it's a catch-all charge that they just, add on to say because all these other charges that they've charged these teachers with or coaches with have to do with reckless behavior and negligence and recklessness and so it makes sense to throw reckless conduct in there when i mean how was it reckless yeah you need to demonstrate if our juror demonstrate to me how the behavior of these coaches was different from the last I don't know, 50 years of training basketball players. Well, global warming, obviously. <laughs> global warming, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the family, they've also, they're also suing in a civil suit, of course, but um, they're suing the coaches, the athletic director, the principal, and the assistant principal as negligent parties in the student's death. I, I understand the lawsuit. No. Um, it's no, no, no. I'm saying when, when, when I say I understand the lawsuit, this family's hurting and looking for someone to blame. You know, so I, I understand the, the fact that they want to sue. Um, cause when you lose somebody that you love, uh, you look for somebody to blame. So I understand that. Uh, what I don't understand is the courts giving it credence. Well, that sounds like you're an advocate for tort reform. Almost, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also... You can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com and I happen to know the chick that owns it. You do? Does that come with any perks? <laughs> I don't know. Do I get any perks? No. <laughs> so the Senate passed a 1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill that teed up another 3.5 trillion dollar bill in the process. Freaking idiots. And you're surprised? This is a libertarian nightmare. No kidding. My roads. Let them turn to dirt. If it were just the roads, 
Oh, God, God Almighty. Let's get into it. It is 2,702 pages. All right. I have a policy. No bill should be more than two pages. What size font? 11. (laughs) I don't know. But no bill should be more than two pages. You should be able to, to give what you want to do in two pages. If it's 2,700, you're trying to hide some stuff in there. Well, they did. Of course they did. So it's, you know, this has been an ongoing discussion. It started as a, bi- well, it, it ended as a bipartisan measure too, but it started as like a, Hey, let's address the highway trust funds. Let's talk about our crumbling bridges. Let's pave some roads and let's give people internet. And it just went downhill from there. Because, you know, the highway trust fund, which is like, it is funded by our gas tax. I'm against it. But the federal gas tax has not gone up since the 90s. So the federal government borrows money, quote, quote, every year to make up the difference, um, which is sizable. And the Highway Trust Fund, I mean, we have the gas tax because it was supposed to pay for infrastructure maintenance and, and repaving and all these things. Well, because the federal government is so terrible at managing money, it, it's never of, been... Of the interstate bill that... Eisenhower right. pushed through in 1956-ish. So but I mean, the inter- 70 like, years ago. Yes, and 40 years, I mean, 40 years after the bill was the last time that the, the gas tax was increased. And I'm not advocating for higher gas taxes. It's just all, I mean- they're just robbing Peter to pay Paul and saying and then pretending like they don't have enough money when I mean there's so many things wrong with it. And and if you really want to dive deep into it, you know, the interstate system is why rural America is suffering, because when you put people on the interstates and take them off of highways like Highway 301 and U.S. Highway 25 and all the the roads that used to go through towns and and, you know, drive people to small businesses and and hotels and motels and things like that all you've done is dry up the things and and then they have no resources because everybody's fled but that's another discussion for yeah well there used to be something to going somewhere to going somewhere look from atlanta to stone mountain used to be a day trip okay i wasn't talking about that long ago uh going to florida yeah you you would stop on the way you went down Highway 301. Right. Uh, if you went out west, you know, you took, you know, route, what is it, Route 66? Mm-hmm. And you would stop at the at the little, you know, shops and stuff along the way. Uh, but that notwithstanding, uh, the states need to be funding their own highways. This is there's 550 billion 
in new spending as part of uh, more than a trillion in funding for roads, bridges, waterways, and broadband. Okay, but when you think about the fact that to pave a road is a million dollars a mile, $550 billion isn't really that much. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not advocating no, for more. No, that's because the government doesn't care what it spends. Mm, it, doesn't, I, it doesn't cost a million dollars a mile to, to, to repave a road. Ask your county commissioners. No, I understand that's what it costs, but I'm saying <laughs> with with competition, if you allow a little capitalism in there, it's not they a million do. dollars a damn mile. They do. That is what they get when they bid it out. But they all know they're bidding to the government. Oh, I know. I know. Well, and speaking of that, the Build America, Buy America program was solidified in this bill to make sure that iron, steel, and other manufactured project products are man-made or American-made for the duration, what, 10 years? And then they also added two years of um, making PPE here, federal contracts, and doing all the domestic production stuff for two years. Um because that's infrastructure. And and Pete Buttigieg is already talking about a per mile tax. I hate him. That will kill me. It will kill anyone who doesn't walk. <laughs> well, when they started with the gas tax, all cars ran on ta- on gas. Now they've pushed people into getting uh, EVs, and now they're like, well, hell, we're losing a lot of money in these EVs. Yeah, that's why Georgia got rid of the electric vehicle tax credit. Yeah, we're losing a a ton of money because they're not buying gas. What are we going to do? You know what an electric vehicle will do for you, though? Catch fire? Yep, in your garage, and then it will catch the other vehicle on fire, and then your whole house will go up so you won't have any cars or vehicles. But hey, you might have a tax credit. (laughs) Sarcasm detected. Yeah. $2 billion to fund the distance learning and telemedicine and broadband programs. How in the hell is that infrastructure? Well, I... I'm I'm not going to say that broadband is not infrastructure. I mean, if you don't have internet in 2021, you don't have anything. You know, there's communities down here that are still operating off of satellite. Yeah, but, but but how's that the government's job? It's not. But I will say I I agree that it is infrastructure. But I read an article the other day. I think it was in Forbes. And it was talking about how the government wants to continue to expand its role into deciding who gets internet and, and when and why and it was kind of ironic because the government's hand is already so deep in that bag. I mean, they are the ones that set franchise fees and tell companies they subsidize our communications companies and say whether or not they can attach to telephone poles and all these things. Like they've been deciding for years who gets internet and where. Um, and they just yeah, that, had some program. Issue. Well, it is, but they've, they've, the federal government has been heavily subsidizing these companies for so long. It's, asinine to suggest that they're not already deciding 
when there's broadband growth and when there's not. And they just spent something like $50 billion rolling out a um, broadband ready program where they gave everyone who didn't have broadband before, they agreed to, if you went ahead and and signed up for broadband, you got your first year paid for, and they gave you two to $300 credit to buy a computer or a tablet. So, I mean, and now you just want to throw $2 billion at it to extend telemedicine and stuff? I, I'm not, I mean, what's the point? You're already, you're, once you pay for someone's internet, you're telling me that all these people that you paid for internet for, you're all of a sudden going to be like, oh, we're not going to do that anymore. Now you're back to where you were. No, we just created another program that we're going to pay for in perpetuity, and it's going to come through something like this. Oh, absolutely. And we also have uh, $2.8 billion for digital equity. Whatever that means. Digital equity. $7.5 billion to pay for low-emission school buses and ferries. <sighs> like anyone is... Oh, my God. No, it's... It's inexplicable. It really is. I mean, I, I know we're in the in the uh, business of explaining stuff, but it's inexplicable. You're talking about seven and a half billion for zero emission buses and EV infrastructure. Are you kidding me? A ferry is not going to be electric. Let me tell you something. If it, if it was efficient to make it electric, wouldn't they have made it electric before? Of course. And where do people think that electricity, electricity comes from? Unicorn farts? You don't plug it into a damn tree. The vast majority <laughs> of electricity comes from burning coal. I can't wait till there's an electric ferry out in the middle of somewhere and it just. Electric like, ferry oh, sounds oh. like a club down in Buckhead. <laughs> it sounds like a freaking nightmare or a lifetime movie where like I can see it now. It's not it's not going to end well. Yeah, but- we're spelling ferry a different way. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I mean, what are they going to do? Put solar panels on the top. So if it if it dies, they can just hang out and. Charge just up. wait for it to recharge. Plus, we have not s- solved the problem of creating these batteries. These batteries are really bad for the environment to produce. They don't, They and they just go sit in a landfill. Not just that. They are strip mined to get the materials to make these things. By those poor kids in China, right? Those poor kids in China. The ones that make our Apple phones. (laughs) I've seen the commercials. But this idea that that electricity comes from unicorn farts, not burning coal or not burning oil or something else, is absurd. It's it's all self-serving. It's just, I feel good. Hell, South Park did an episode about uh, uh, driving hybrids, and the and everybody driving hybrids would would fart in a wine glass and sniff it, and it was uh, the people who drive hybrids are, are so so obnoxious they love the smell of their own farts. Why 
do you watch that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, South Park has, has put out some some really good shows. Uh, <laughs> so, but we have we have this sort of indignation that I'm doing something good for the environment. I'm driving a hybrid or I'm driving an electric vehicle and ignoring the fact that when your batteries are done, you have to throw the car away because the batteries are so expensive that it's cheaper to buy a new car. That's a bummer. Well, it is. And I will stick with my internal combustion engine. I will continue to uh, uh, use dinosaurs to propel my my vehicles. I hope my next SUV has two diesel engines. <laughs> diesel something else too, man. They ruined diesel with the with the DEF fluid. They absolutely ruined diesel. Used to be cheap. Mm-hmm. It was it was garbage. Now understand, you cannot produce diesel without producing gasoline. There's there's a propane, methane, every everything when you refine crude oil, there's there's a different temperature for everything. So you can't produce diesel without producing gasoline. And you can't produce gasoline without producing diesel. What are you getting at? So there's there's no great gratification to driving a diesel. Oh, I see what you're saying. That, that you're somehow saving the environment. Uh, plus, the 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 EPA has ruined diesels. Diesels used to be good for like 500,000 miles. Mm-hmm. And they have put so many restrictions on it, they're just not anymore. No. No. You know, it's, it's a shame because... A diesel engine would run on... If you could take a human being and liquefy it, it, a diesel engine would run on it. Dave, I'm worried that if you keep talking about diesels, we're not going to get to the bad parts of the bill. Oh, oh, well, tell me what are the bad parts of the bill. Okay, well, one of them is the new drunk driving technology they want to put on cars that was pushed by the National Organization of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and they, it was, this part was pushed by Florida's Rick Scott, Um, but they're saying that this legislation is going to save 9,400 lives per year. Yeah. What happens if it only saves 9,200? Do we get our money back? (laughs) You get a, you get a, a, a prorated return on that? And I'm all for, um, well, I don't know. Uh, they This is a technology, it's like interlock devices, but there's a different technology. You know, you pay for an interlock device and it's it's run by a third company, a third party company, and um, it's a punishment. It, or it, it was. <laughs> but now I guess we're moving to putting that as the standard in vehicles um, as an effort to deter Drunk driving as if, I mean, interlock devices, people who have them just get someone else to blow for them. So the car will start. Huh. Mm -hmm. We're going to leave that one alone. Uh, Yeah, please do. (laughs) Look, that stuff, 
is not going to change drunk driving. It's just not. And to punish me for somebody who's never never had a DUI uh, and make them install that in my vehicle, that I that I get a, a, a I go buy buy a new truck and now I have to blow in it to get the damn thing to start. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And I'm all for I'm pro B. Pro pollinator, but we're going to allocate two million dollars a year for the bees, and fifty million dollars a year to fight the spread of invasive weeds. Yeah, I'm pro bee, and I, and I do buy local honey. <laughs> um, I'm sure your seven dollars every couple of months means a million more. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I I mean, bees are very important. It's just not a federal issue. Well, neither is requiring crash test dummies to reflect all the body types, but that's a mandate now. They want all the crashes to make sure that you have short and tall and skinny and fat and probably gender fluid. And Well, I will say that Americans no. have gotten fatter. Okay. Well, and and crash test dummies should, should probably reflect reflect the fact that the Amer- average American's like two hundred seventy pounds now. Okay, maybe, but if you put a a what I don't know what they're supposed to be, but if it's like I know men say they're six foot, but most of them are five ten. So if you put like a five ten foot male in there, easy. Like two, I'm six one at two hundred pounds, <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. You know, you you still see where everything like you see where the airbags come out of the vehicle. You see, I don't. Again, is this not something that the car companies can handle? No, no, you're exactly right. I'm saying that the average American is heavier, which is why mm. uh, hospitals are recruiting male nurses to be able to pick up our fat asses. Well, that's interesting. But the, the the fact the fact that the crash test dummies should probably be a little heavier or a little taller, whatever that that is totally separate. That's not infrastructure. That is something that the car companies need to be doing. So oh, this is my favorite. Well, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to claim my favorite, but this one. You know, we're always talking, we're not, but they're always talking about how dangerous trucking is and how we need to regulate drivers more. We need, they put those things in the trucks so they have to turn them off after a certain number of hours. Well, they're going to start an apprenticeship program that is a, you know, funded on a pilot basis and it gives drivers under the age of 21 the option to drive for their CDL to address the truck driver shortage. Brilliant. Freaking brilliant. Put someone who's 18 on the road in a truck. They've had two years of experience, a male with like a a brain that's like, what, 14% developed, and you're going to put him behind the wheel of an 18-wheeler and say, good luck. Yeah, right. What are you saying about me? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't have really have a problem with uh, the CDL going lower. It's just not a federal issue. Every and don't state. make it a pilot program like it's like just train them and then leave them be. 
and, and look, if you go in the army as a uh, as a truck driver, eighteen years old, you're driving a, a damn Hemet. I don't really have a problem with the age dropping. It's just not a federal issue. I have a problem with the age dropping because of all the other things they've put in place. Like you act, they not you, but they act like it's just the most dangerous thing we have on the roads when really it's other drivers. And, but they, they just regulate the hell out of our truck drivers. But now they want to say that younger people are the answer to the shortage. That's not the that's not the answer to the shortage. The shor- the answer to the shortage is in the private sector and it has to do with better pay and government getting out of the way. Well, it has to do with getting rid of unemployment, uh getting rid of the 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 safety net. So if if you're 19 years old and there's no social uh, undernet for you, you're going to have to do something. Uh, I don't know any 18, 19 year olds that really want to drive a truck. They're still trying to be firefighting uh, uh, astronauts. Hmm. So I, I don't even, I, I don't think this addresses a, an actual problem. The bill doesn't address any problems. That's one of the biggest criticisms is that it puts a little bit of money in a bunch of different coffers. Like, right. Well, if you would have put a trillion dollars into crumbling bridges, I might believe you will fix those bridges. We haven't had a, a true infrastructure bill since the interstate pro, interstate pro, program of the 50s. Which, again, destroyed rural America. But, you know, before the 50s, it was the TVA and everything else that that was done in the 20s or the 30s and 40s. But true infrastructure? No. They like to shove a bunch of crap that's not infrastructure into bills and call it infrastructure. Because who would vote against that? You know, who would vote against having better roads? They're not going to be better, though. And you know what is so alarming is that some of this money that is going so I mean I'm sure most of our listeners because they're so smart know that this bill in the house is going to be contingent upon the appropriations bill and and it's going to it's not going to just stop at this couple trillion dollar thing like this is Pelosi and and all of them have already said we want more but there is a ton of covid money from the arpa and the cares act that was supposed to be that like wasn't used and wasn't allocated that instead of just putting it back in the coffers they're spending it here um it's like close to 500 billion dollars and it also which a lot of people don't know but this no, also no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. say that again what 500 billion yeah you know, we're not talking about chunk change here. Five hundred billion. Yeah, and it's things like um, the Medicare Part D, paid family leave credits from COVID, unused un- unused employer retention tax credits. But one of the things that is going to hit a lot of people kind of hard, especially with what we're facing now, is that the employee retention tax credit, which gave a business an opportunity up to have a claim up to seven thousand dollars per employee that they kept. They're actually getting rid of that for the fourth quarter of 2021. So um, 
it's like $51 billion in credits. And, and, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that was the right thing to do at the time, but you're, and this isn't like a corporate thing. This was something that was for businesses with 500 or fewer employees. So you're going to take away this massive tax credit that you told everybody and championed not even a year ago. And you're going to put it into, oh, I don't know, drunk driving technology, uh, crash dummy testing and bees. And bees. Mm-hmm. And education about vaping on Amtrak. And, and vaping on new, Amtrak. new reporting requirements for cryptocurrency. But we're running long, I know, so we have to stop. We don't get to get to all my bullet points, which sucks. <laughs> you can read them on the georgiavirtue.com, though. So, Jessica, what are your closing thoughts? Um, well, apparently a bunch of dumb kids are being born during the pandemic because this new study found that children born during the pandemic have lower IQs and they say they blame the lack of stimulation because parents are balancing childcare with working from home. And I just want to go on the record as a childless person to let you know that I think that is complete and utter bullshit because first of all, it's been like a year, like the COVID babies are like three months old. So if you're testing their IQs already, I think it's a little premature. Second, homeschool children are largely taught by parents who are balancing working at home and offering childcare and education. And they're some of the smartest, most well-rounded and informed students you will ever meet. So um, just letting you know that that's bogus and I object. (laughs) You object. I object. No, uh, the homeschool kids that that I've uh, interacted with can actually hold a conversation, and they can think critically. Yeah, and and, and I've had conversations with uh, you know high school juniors and seniors as trying as somebody who's trying to recruit people to work for me, and there's a lot of them in public school that are blank slates. Like you talk to them and. There's just nothing going on behind the eyes. Uh, the kids who are being homeschooled, these kids are, are, are actually, like you said, thinking critically or actually being challenged. Uh, you know, mom or dad won't let you get away with the same crap that you can get away with in public school. So I, that's a good one. Uh, oh. I just I just want to thank Matt for filling in last week. Uh, his audio was crap, <laughs> but he 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 filled in. He you know the content was good. Uh, he did have like seven IPAs before we we recorded. <laughs> so seven, at least. At least. <laughs> Makes you never want to take a vacation again, huh? Lord. So, for Jessica Salaji, my partner in crime, for Eric Cumby, our excellent editor, I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week.